What's going on, everyone? Week six behind us now of the NFL season, and we are going to get into some good discussions here today, but we're going to start off with some news. Riley, take it away. All right, so the Ravens have just signed Sean Jackson coming back for an NFL return, and Cam Akers has requested a trade, apparently. I know that the Rams are trying to move him. And Melvin Gordon was liking a bunch of tweets last night saying Cam Akers for Melvin Gordon. And then Robbie Anderson traded to the Cardinals. And they also get their other receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, back. There's a lot of even transactions. Like, there's a lot of balance in the league right now. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. How about the uh, Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Jackson signing? I don't. I don't know if it was like it makes sense because they already have two speed receivers, and he would be like the cherry on top, basically. Yeah. Um, I think we can all agree that there's very strong similarities between Bateman and um Duvernay. Duvernay. Yeah. And just adding Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Jackson, I'm sorry, um, is going to make it even more electrifying. And they hardly even, I mean, it's a run first team, but yeah. it's definitely going to make that offense way more electrifying. I just want to quickly make a prediction here. I don't think that Deshaun Jackson finishes the regular season on the Ravens roster. I bet he'll get cut. Um, we saw it last year. He was with was the it was the Rams and the Raiders. Raiders, okay. Yeah, I think it was pretty, Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say what you were gonna say. He had a pretty yeah. good game. Yeah, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day. I don't remember who the Raiders were playing, but um, Cowboys. Or, was I, it? What was it? Was it the Cowboys? Yep, yeah, that's that sounds right. Yeah, it was a deep ball to Sean Jackson. He basically had a touchdown. He yeah. decided to try to stop and go, move on him, and uh, fumbled the ball once he got wrapped up. And, yeah, it was a little chaos from there. Not a good look, dude. All right, should we go ahead and get into our main topic for today? Um, I think we should after this. One question I have for you guys. What do you think about the Robbie Anderson? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense? No. It, okay, it makes sense to me. I think it makes sense. It makes sense that they made a move for a receiver. Um, I don't think the Cardinals traded for the right receiver, though. No. So now there's something that, um, that we didn't bring up as a uh, Hollywood Brown, it sounds like he could be out for a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. Originally, it was heard that it could be season ending. Now, it could just be a couple weeks, but uh, basically... I think it's six weeks. Yeah, so any sort of amount of time. So they're trying to basically replace him with Robbie Anderson, which I don't know if he's the guy to do that. I mean, he just... Last year, he was a drop machine. I don't think Robbie Anderson is really worth much other than a depth piece at this point. Definitely not. 
All right, so we are. We I want to make. Going... I want to make a point real quick. Okay. The reason I don't think it makes sense is, yeah, you lose Brown, but you get Hopkins back, and you have Rondale Moore and AJ Green. It just doesn't make sense to me. He's really bad, <laughs> and I I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll make the locker room any better either. I don't. I don't think he's bad. But I think you're both right in the aspect of he's not going to make the team better. He's just creating depth for that wide receiver room. Plus, yeah. he's a very negative person. Social media says it all. And, I mean, when you go into an interview and after you leave, the bosses or the guy interviewing you is going to check your so- see if you got social media and see what type of actual person you are. So, I mean, I personally, I wouldn't want him in my locker room, but. Hey, whatever. It's business. I think we can go ahead and chart this one down in the notebook of, um, well, the case file, really. Case file that we're going to be using to fire this administration in Arizona at season's end. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you know, there's so many more things you could do. I understand they spent a first-round pick on Hollywood Brown already, but... I feel like if they're going to go try to trade for a receiver, especially a Panthers receiver, DJ Moore would have been the move. But <coughs> I, I bet they called – what do you think? They probably called about DJ Moore first, right? And they said that it was too probably, much. No, I don't think the Panthers were willing to get rid of him. He's 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 young. He's still rising. I, I don't think they would get rid of him. Because who else are they going to have? Don't you think the Cardinals at least made a call though? Like, said, I'm sure "Hey, plenty uh, of teams have done that." But I, would you really be willing to trade a first-round pick for DJ Moore? Well, if I was a team better than the Cardinals, yeah. Okay. Like, if I was the Rams or the Buccaneers, I'd probably trade a first. Well, <laughs> Rams don't have any, but yeah, you get the point, right? I don't. I don't even think Hollywood was worth that much. No, they just they kind of overpaid because they definitely. Um, he has he has been playing like it though. That is true. Yeah, that is true. He's had a really good year. I just, I mean, he wasn't worth that at the time. Okay, you can say no. You know, you you bought him or you paid for what you were gonna get, but that's not how things usually work in the NFL. You usually pay for what the player has been, not what they're gonna be. I mean, just think how many contracts out there would be handed out, how many big contracts would be handed out for stuff that players are going to do. Not much. You know what? Now, the more I think about it, I think the administration should get fired. I just go back and think, we got Hopkins for a second-round pick, and here we are trading for uh, Brown for a first-round pick. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Other than maybe just the price goes up as time goes on, but especially now for premium receivers, I mean, with the last two or three years, it seems like, you know, all these quarterback contracts get handed out to wide receivers now. Wide receivers are very highly respected in the game now. Mm -hmm. Wasn't Stefan Diggs kind of paved the way for it being a first-round pick? Yeah, and I I think it really should be, too. I mean... Yeah, it only makes sense because you know, 
it, besides the quarterback and offensive tackle, it's kind of the most important position on your offense. All right, let's get moving on. All right, so I have an article for you both from Bleacher Report. Lay it on us. And this is from Joseph Zucker. And the headline is Report. Mac Jones' relationship with Patriots has gotten sideways amid injury. So um, basically he goes on to say Mac Jones was kind of asking some questions when New England decided that they would put Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as their offensive staff during the offseason. Mm -hmm. And um, during the Dan Patrick show on Monday, Albert Breer, who's, uh, who covers the Patriots, um, he said basically the relationship has gotten a little sideways uh, between Mac Jones and the Patriots. Jones questioned a lot of the decisions that they made with the offensive staff. And, you know, <laughs> there's some friction now that they, that he's had the injury and basically they've had to go on with Bailey Zappi. Um, Mac Jones actually didn't want surgery. He said that he was okay with not having surgery, but the Patriots actually said that they wanted him to undergo, undergo the surgery to try to fix the problem. And, Mac Jones, you know, he's not a huge fan of that because basically he kind of feels like, well, you guys, you guys should want me back. You shouldn't want to go with your rookie. What was he? Fourth, fifth round pick. Something like that. Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. So. Um, how Sam, do you Howell, Sam Howell was still on the board when he was taken. True. How do you guys feel about Mac Jones? There's, there's one thing I want to say. Go ahead. It's Zappy Hour. Yeah, I, I somewhat agree. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like I think I think the Patriots know they can win without Mac, and this may or may not have been their plan from the beginning of the year. I think it's ridiculous if it was, but there's a big possibility it was, and. And I don't blame him. I don't. I don't agree with the offensive staff, and I think it's gone down. Actually, it's gotten a lot better through the past couple of weeks. I mean, the run game has been pff, tremendous. Did you um, see Tyquan Thornton's stat line? I did not. It was beautiful. I know because I had Ram I had Ramondre Stevenson fancy this week, and he got me. Um, 25 points. It was two tutties. Yeah. <clears throat> but it goes to show that are they on back-to-back -back wins, like a two-game win streak right now? I believe I don't, so, I, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, they, they beat Detroit, lost to Green Bay. So yeah, it's hey, if they keep winning and they don't need Mac, I mean, what's sort of complain about? I mean, it seems to happen every year in October. They figure it out. This year, I was counting them out. I did not think it would happen this year, and yet again, here it is. So, so far, Bailey Zappi in three games. He is 2-0. and um, He came in in relief of Ryan Hoyer in the Green Bay game. So he's 2-0 and as a starter, 72.9 completion percentage. 
596 yards, 8.5 yards in attempt, four touchdowns, and just one pick. Hmm. So he's he's done well. Um, kind of walking themselves into a Cooper Rush situation. Yeah, and the nice thing for New England is at least they're not paying Mac Jones a ton of money and they can get out from underneath him if they want to. So after this year, Mac Jones will have two years left on his contract. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to be back for a while. So what do you think with the obvious displeasure of Mac Jones in this situation? Rightfully so, one might say. Um do you guys think there's any chance that Mac Jones gets traded this offseason and New England moves off of him? Yes. What's your reasoning before I say anything, if you have one? Me? Well, well, they could get some draft compensation for it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It seems to me like teams, like, it's very rare to see teams move on from players within their first two years, especially if they're draft picks. How does that work? Do teams not get rid of them because they're so young and they don't know if their potential is out yet? Or It's a, a mixture between that and also they're cheap. Okay. The thing, the thing if you ask me, I don't think it's worth keeping two guys around. So, like, let's say Bailey Zappi. So, this could all go away in a few weeks if Bailey Zappi just doesn't play well at all. But if he continues on this pace, I mean, three games so far where he's played really well, he's had his team either in the game or winning it for a fourth-round pick. So, they could potentially move off of Mac Jones to get some more draft comp- compensation for next year. I mean, really, all that's going on here, I think we can agree on, is just – Another Cooper Rush situation. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. Slightly, other than, you know, I Dak Prescott. The Cowboys are definitely committed to Dak Prescott. There's no way that they move this week's game, Yeah, but, I mean, until he until Zappi craps the bed, I think they're going to be riding him like Dallas was on Cooper Rush. I am personally, I don't know why they get rid of him, especially if you th- – like you said, he's so cheap. So you might as well just keep both of them. Well, I, of course, decided to overreact to this. Okay. I made a list of teams that might be in the market for Mac Jones. Okay. So, first of all, I was kind of curious what would it cost to get the Patriots to move off of Mac Jones. So I kind of used the Sam Darnold trade as my benchmark. Like, now, I, I think it'll be similar, but I think the Patriots will get more in return for Mac Jones. So so after moving off of Sam Darnold, the Jets acquired a second, a fourth, and a sixth for Sam Darnold from Carolina. So I, I think the price, if we're going to um, – propose a Mac Jones trade it's probably a second I'm gonna say two thirds so like a third for 2023 and then I don't know a third for 2024 or something do you think if they added like 
maybe Jacoby Myers. Would that give any value to that trade? Or like Kenneth for a first, Bourne? for a first in the in the trade, if you traded Mac Jones and let's say Kendrick Bourne or Jacoby Myers, I saw they were. I think they're shopping Bourne. You make up a okay, okay, okay. You make up a good point. I don't think they go on the same trade as a bundle together. Yeah, but I probably do not. think Jacoby Myers is very tradable. Like Same very good. I think he's the most tradable receiver <clears throat> on the market right now. So the thing about Bourne, the thing about Bourne is he's not going to be a complimentary piece. He's going to be like a. How old is he? Salary dump. Yeah. Um. Let's look it up quick. He hasn't done much. He he played okay last year. He's twenty seven. That's not bad. But yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be a player who they're looking to trade because. They're trying to get out from under his his contract. Let's see how much longer does he have left. I guess it's not too bad when he originally signed. It was three years, fifteen million. So next year his cap hit is six, almost seven million, and he only will have like one point four million in dead cap. So I mean, they could just outright cut him this off season if they really wanted to. Is he really like contributing much though to the point where they want to hold on to him? I mean, he's he's cheap enough to the point where they could trade him for, I don't know, maybe a sixth or seventh. I feel like that you don't really have like a clear number one in that offense. Tyquan Ford looked really good last week. I'm pretty sure he'll end up being the number one by the end of the season. You would think. Why didn't they ship Kendrick Bourne off to the Cardinals? Exactly. They're probably too late. I think that was a better move, honestly. Yeah. I mean, for the for both sides, actually. They could have done it for the same compensation and everything. So, real quick, where do you think Bourne could go since they're shopping him? Well, I already kind of mentioned the Cardinals. Um, Bears would not be a good fit. Maybe Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee or Baltimore. They probably I agree with you. If the Patriots so do you think with what we've seen from the Patriots the last couple of weeks that they're gonna contend? I don't think, I think so. so. I think so. I think I think that's the best division in football. I'm gonna say that. I think they're they're still trying to contend and at least push for a wild card spot. Now the thing that they got going for them is Miami's just beat to a pulp right now, so they yeah, can at least fight with Miami. Um, so they're probably probably won't trade to an AFC team. Who in the NFC would want him? I think Philadelphia is good. The Rams, yeah. maybe. Could he go to the uh, Packers? No, I. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. No, he could. He that was could. the team. That was the team I was forgetting, but. The, here would be the issue with him going to Green Bay. So, yeah, there'd be receiver help. I don't know if Rodgers would trust him. I feel like it's just another Sammy Watkins to their additions list. If Yeah, if he went to Green Bay, it would be. Is that be, where you rank him? I is think he's tier? a... That's I think Sammy he's, Watkins tier? I think he's better than Sammy Watkins. Yeah, but pretty close. In terms of, like, I think you're more meaning, like, what his production would look like in Green Bay, right? 
It'd be similar to Sammy yeah, Watkins. Just, just like a tier list of receivers. So, believe it or not, Atlanta and Seattle are both still in this thing. Um, I want to share my love for those bird teams a little later if we have time. Yes. Um, there's not – he could go to the Giants. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think the Giants is the they, best fit for him. Could they trade – Tony to the Patriots. Oh, that's Kadarius actually not. Tony? That's not a yeah. bad idea. Why? Well, it sounds like the Giants are trying to shop him. But why? It. I don't know. I think it's partially <clears throat> to do with it was a different regime that drafted him. Yeah, Dable doesn't really have a place for him. All right. Between him and Kenny Galladay, they don't really put him on the field. I think. It's probably going to be between the Giants and Dallas if Kendrick Bourne were to go somewhere. All right, put us in Mac Jones land. All right. So I made a list of five teams. So this is going to be more for like the offseason teams that would want to trade for Mac Jones if we continue on the Bailey Zappi train. Um, I, I feel like that's how long it would take is the offseason for New England to decide if if he's right for them or not. So here we go. Number five of teams that would acquire Mac Jones. I got the Washington Commanders. Reason being, uh, Carson Wentz won't have any dead cap on his contract if he is released after the season or traded. But uh, let's be honest, who's doing that? So <laughs> Carson Wentz inevitably will not be in Washington after this season. So unless they want to go with Sam Howell or uh, try their luck in the draft, I think that they would be potential spot for Mac Jones. Now they're probably going to look to hire an offensive guy this off season. I think it's almost certain that riverboat Ron is gone. Yep. So they're going to want to find somebody regardless of who it is that's playing quarterback. They're going to want, somebody in there that can potentially help develop. So that is why I have the Washington Commanders at number five on my list. And number four, Braden, your Indianapolis Colts. I wouldn't mind that. I think Matt Ryan, even though he's played really well, he's also really old. So I think Matt Ryan, even though he's he's played okay the last couple of weeks, Thrown for a lot of yards. I think he's like second right now in the league in yards. Oh my god! Don't 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 forget the fumble count. Like well, nine fumbles. Yeah, that's a big time issue. Does Mac Jones have a fumbling problem? I feel like that's a, a big issue for immobile quarterbacks. <laughs> no, he he can gritty though. That's all I care about. <laughs> Dad bought Jones. Let's go. No, he, he you saw the or the pictures of him. He's he's fit now. Yeah. <laughs> Moved off the dad bot in the offseason. Indeed. So, yeah, I mean, Braden, you as a Colts fan, saying that you wouldn't mind that, that makes me feel better. So my main reasoning for putting him in Indianapolis is, especially a couple weeks ago, everybody thought that it was kind of likely that Matt Ryan was going to retire after this year because he's kind of been looking not like the greatest quarterback, and he's certainly a lot cheaper than Matt Ryan is. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of fits along with what Indianapolis is trying to do. I mean, they're run the ball first, right? So 
Yeah, they, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. This way, the Colts would get to keep their first round pick. They could spend that on a receiver or my personal favorite, get him some insurance on the left side of that offensive line, please. Because I think that's a big contribution to the Matt Ryan fumbles. He doesn't have anybody to block for him. So, yeah, if you if you get Mac Jones in there, I think that'd be a good fit for Indianapolis. Thank Number you. three. Um, first of all, before I move on, uh, you guys both agree with these so far, or what do you think? I like yeah. them. I agree with them. Okay. <clears throat> Number three, I feel like Riley might like this one. Moving off one Jones to the next one. Um, one might say trying to keep up with the Joneses in New York. The Giants, Brian Dable, maybe looking for a new quarterback this offseason. Daniel Jones hasn't really wowed people. He's been pretty solid this year. Um, not anything spectacular. He's He's been a good passenger on this team, led by Brian Dable. Um, so Daniel Jones' contract is up in the offseason. I think that they're going to try to move off of him, try to upgrade. So I think the New York Giants, New York football Giants to be exact, I think that they would be looking for an upgrade. And I think Mac Jones would be a nice cheap upgrade because if you look at who they could potentially go after this offseason, it's either going to cost them a lot of money in free agency or by way of trade for uh, maybe Lamar Jackson type. And that'll cost them a lot of draft compensation. So I think that would be the most efficient way to get that problem solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that point. I mean, I'd probably put him at one. But I still think the, cool. the Giants, I'd put them at number one of his okay. list. Because you got to spend the draft capital. And I think right now they'd probably be picking early to mid-20s. Who knows? But I can, I, th- I can, I can side by that. I think they'll stick with Daniel another year. We'll see. I like that. Yeah, I was I was gonna save it for when you're done, Connor. But since we're already talking about it, I think they're gonna stick with Daniel another year. I think Daniel's gonna give him another year. I just think there's so much to improve in that offense with the passing game, because right now Saquon Barkley's been there pretty much their entire offense. Now, granted, they don't really have the receivers to actually, you know, give Daniel Jones viable weapons. Um, I think Wandale Robinson had a nice game last week, but it's been basically a, a Daniel Bellinger, Saquon Barkley, and throwing a couple receiver receptions here and there, Darius Slayton. But other than that, they don't really have like a, they don't have a number one receiver for him to throw to. So my thoughts with this would be the Giants could potentially draft a wide receiver in the first round. And if they draft that receiver in the first round, they could end up um, getting Mac Jones to go along with him. But again, another hat uh, pass, not pass happy run heavy offense where Mac Jones probably would fit in pretty well. Mm-hmm. I agree. So number two with the 
inevitable departure of TB12 down in Tampa Bay, Florida this offseason, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number two on my list. Wow. I think, I'm not certain, but, you know, the where the, the Buccaneers are going to be drafting, unless if they have a complete collapse, they're still going to be picking in the 20s. They'll have to give up significant compensation more than it would cost to get Daniel to get Mac Jones. Uh, they'd probably have to trade a future first to move up to get one of those upper tier quarterbacks. So this way they can still use that first round pick. Again, this that's kind of a common theme here. Mac Jones now going into year three next year. Uh, he won't be so cheap for so long. So they're going to have to try to get a team around him now to build. And I think that Tampa Bay could potentially contend next year with a Mac Jones type at quarterback. Otherwise, I'm not really liking their options. It sounds like Kyle Trask isn't doing much in terms of development. So I like Mac Jones as a fit for Tampa Bay. It's an amazing list. You think so? I'm sure that's what Brandon was going to say. Oh. Wait, what did you say, Riley? So it's an amazing list. Well, it's not done yet, but I was – I agree with you 100% on your list. I'm just hoping this number one team is who I'm thinking of. Otherwise, we might be on two different pages. But so far, you've hit it all on the spot. I think think Tampa Bay would be second to best place for Mac Jones. I I have no clue who number one could be. I I, I have a pretty good indicator on who it's going to be. Do you? You probably think I don't know. I, I it's think super unexpected or kind of unexpected. I think you guys are clueless. On no, this one. That, see, that's what that's what I thought you were gonna think. Did you Jeez, say the not. Panthers yet? I did not. Okay, I, I actually don't think it's gonna be them. I, I think I think it's gonna be the Saints. Oh, you do? Be, I think yeah. it's gonna be someone else. Okay, so this is really gonna be unexpected for you guys. Oh, they have, a, they have a number in their name. Oh boy, do they ever! Did I get what? it? The team that was supposed to draft him at number three overall in the 2021 NFL oh, draft. Oh my gosh! The yeah. San Francisco 49ers are number I didn't one even on think this of that. They should take Mac Jones, Trey Lance, get out, go to Carolina, go somewhere else. I don't care where you go, get out of San Francisco. Give Kyle Shanahan the pick that I thought he should make. He would fit in fantastic in that offense. San Francisco 49ers are number one on my list. I didn't even think about that. That's a, that's a good point, Connor. I San Francisco, oh my gosh, you put Mac Jones in that offense, they could be something special. I mean, he's like... To me, he's probably a better version of Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that Mac Jones can bring a team to the playoffs and imagine what he can do with somebody who's actually going to develop him versus, you know, now that Josh McDaniels isn't there. Uh, Matt Patricia, I'm sorry, New England fans, but he's not helping your football team get better, especially at the quarterback position. So, yeah, that is my list. Team and with I- weapons, too. Kittle, Ayuk. Evil. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why it's the perfect fit for him. And he's cheap. Yeah. So then San Francisco, even though they got a good team around him already, 
they can move off of that Jimmy G contract, maybe move off of Trey Lance, and then they can go ahead and try to build more with their salary that they throw at these free agents in the offseason. At this point, I don't even want Trey Lance as the 49ers quarterback. I think it's a bad idea to move on with him as their quarterback, yeah. He's... <laughs> that's that's insane... It's insane list. That's very good. I actually thought I actually thought the Saints were going to be number one. I did. So Riley brought up the Panthers. Brayden, you brought up the Saints. I did consider both of those teams. My reasoning for not choosing the Panthers is they've already done this twice now within the last two years, where they've rolled the dice on a former first round pick. Didn't work out for them. So I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think that Dave Tepper would approve of a new GM coming in and making that move. That's my personal thoughts, but you never know. And then Braden, the reason why I didn't choose the Saints, I think since the Saints don't have a first-round pick for this upcoming year, I think next year they're going to stick with either some sort of combination of Tamus. Yes, that's right, Tamus, uh, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, that is. They're going to try to get themselves up into the – top 10 of the first round and they're going to draft the successor of Drew Brees because yes, they have not found the successor of Drew Brees quite yet. Quick so, question. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Is Jameis signed his contract this offseason or two seasons ago? Um, It was last year. So he okay. has this year and the next year. Okay. I do think that's There's a possibility. A deal, right? uh, it was a I think it's fifteen million a year. I think the Saints could potentially cut him if they really wanted to. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't do that. But I mean, the Saints fans don't want him there already. I feel like if they were gonna, that's not true. Well, the the Andy Dalton thing kind of created a controversy in their fan base. Half the fan base wants Andy Dalton, the other half wants Jameis Winston. How big's that fan base, though? Let's be honest. Well, that's a good question. But my personal thoughts here is this is my thoughts. You guys might have completely different opinions. I don't think Riley's is too different. I don't think Jameis is going to win you much. I think he can take you to the playoffs, but I don't think he's going to get you to the doorstep of the Super Bowl at all. I, I think people are way too high on that thought of him taking them to the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm sure Saints think they they could win the Super Bowl this year. Well, another thing, too, is Sean Payton isn't there anymore. I think the, the Saints still think that he's there. And under Sean Payton, I mean, Jameis Winston played pretty well. So that's where I'm at with the Saints quarterback situation. Um, it's only week six, going into week seven now in a couple of days. And I already can't wait for this quarterback carousel that's going to take play this place this offseason because it's going to be a blast. The draft is going to be insane. So Inject this into my veins. I love it. So just to quickly recap the teams that I laid out here at number five, the Washington Commanders. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Number three, the New York Football Giants. Number two, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Number one, the San Francisco 49ers. All teams that I think could potentially acquire Mac Jones services this offseason. 
Good list, Connor. I, I agree Not with good. all but or I guess I agree with all of them now, now that you brought the 49ers, but good list. So before we wrap the show here, I want to give a quick shout out to the bird teams, a couple of the bird teams, um, the Falcons and the Seahawks. They're both tied right now at three and three for their respective division leads. That'd be the Falcons in the NFC South and the Seahawks in the NFC West. And I just want to quickly applaud them for what they've done. I thought both of these teams were each going to win about four games this year. I thought they'd both be picking top five in the draft. Still possible they could be. But, I mean, through six weeks right now, they're both 500, so that's all you could ask for out of them. Mm -hmm. Pete Carroll, I thought he should have retired after this last season. And, you know, they traded away Russell Wilson. Looked like they are waving the white flag on 2022. But Geno Smith is having a career year in Seattle. He's just playing out of his mind right now. And Pete Carroll still got these guys playing hard for him. And then Arthur Smith, a lot of people question whether he could be on the hot seat going into this year because he didn't have the success last year with Matt Ryan that they wanted. And then they kind of tore down the wallpaper and tried to repaint the walls this offseason. Or actually, they didn't necessarily try to start repainting yet. They just kind of left things the way it was. And surprise, it actually ended up working out better for them with Marcus Mariota leading the way. So how do you two feel about the South and the West at this point of the season? I think it's both kind of uh, all four teams have a chance to win their respective. Well, I shouldn't say all four. I don't think Carolina has a chance, but other than that. Well, it's it's crazy because you can't really – like give a bottom five list of the NFL right now. I mean, the bears and the Panthers are probably the two worst teams along with the Texans, but again, the Texans aren't too bad. Right. Yeah. But the Texans are still down there. I know I was kind of high on them coming into the season. I don't think they're necessarily bad. I feel like they're an underdog team, but they're going to be – they're going to be – let me just put it this way. Vegas is going to have them losing every game for the rest of the season. I don't think they're going to get anywhere close to 500. So, I, But as far, as far as the South and the West, I feel like the South has lost so much – like, like it was it – was, it was up here for the how many years? The last couple of years, last two, three years, and now it's down here. Like, can we can we all agree that the, the football teams on there are not as good as they used to be? I feel like any I, th- I feel like any team from any division can compete and at least beat beat them, beat any team in that division, yeah. whether it's the Texans or the Commanders. I, I feel like any team can compete with any team in in the uh, South, the NFC South. Yeah, all four of those teams in the last 15 years, all four of the South teams have been to the Super Bowl at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's so weird for them to like not be contenders, really, any of them. I mean, Tampa Bay is still kind of 
camping out. New Orleans, I don't think they're going to do much. Carolina, well, Carolina's already scouting C.J. Stroud, so I'm pretty sure that their season is done. Um, yeah, I think I think the the South it's still probably better than the West in terms of like their division winner. The NFC West. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, like, the, the division winner, I think the Buccaneers are still probably a better team than, let's say, the 49ers or the Rams. Maybe not the 49ers, actually. I can't, I can't, I cannot concur. <clears throat> I think Tampa Bay is better than the Rams. Riley, what do you think? I think so, but I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are better. But I want to kick it off in the clown of the week after using okay. that topic. Tom mm. Brady. What are you doing? You've lost to a rookie quarterback five times. And the Bills just absolutely murdered them the week before. You got to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, okay. It's easy to say that you got beat by a rookie quarterback five times. But let's, let's be honest. I mean, it's not quarterback to quarterback type thing. It's a team game. We all yeah. got to remember that. I mean... I remember it because I was so – I was all over the Peyton Manning versus Andrew Luck thing when uh, we traded – or, yeah, we – no, no, we lost Peyton to a free agency. Then he went to Denver. Then we signed Andrew Luck, and I was like, oh, who's better, Peyton or Andrew Luck this year? And, I mean, we always beat the Broncos, but in the end, Peyton Manning was, what, the three-time MVP or something like that. And he went to the Super Bowl twice. You just gotta remember it's all it's all about the team. It's never about the players, really. Individual players. It's a team sport. Riley, I thought you were actually going in a, a different direction with that. I thought you were gonna talk about what took place on Saturday night from Tom Brady. If you know what I'm talking about. Are you talking about the uh draft? Yeah. Yes. Skipping the team walked through to go see Robert Kraft get married. Which, by the way, why is Robert Kraft getting married in the middle of the NFL, NFL season? But that's a different story. So, for my clown of the week, I guess I'm going to go with the committee that makes the NFL schedules. And the reason being... They keep on putting the AFC West teams on primetime games. Actually, not just the AFC West teams. They're putting all these awful games out for our poor eyes to see on primetime. The Bears and the Commanders. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have the Eagles and the Texans on a Thursday night. Who decided that this was a good idea? I mean, it's just I didn't. Bad. I didn't decide. It's bad football. It shouldn't be played on national TV for everyone to see. So my clown of the week is people who are in charge of making the NFL schedules. Oh, you're going to love this one. Last night's primetime Monday night football game. The Denver Broncos... At the LA Chargers. 
Mike Conley goes to the officiating committee of that game. And where it starts off at is the roughing the passer with Bradley Chubb on Justin Herbert. You guys probably didn't see it. I would show a video right now if we were able to. Bradley Chubb ran up to Justin Herbert, slowed down so he wouldn't make any forceful contact with him, just wrapped him up softly and kind of little, kind of like shoved him a little bit or chest bumped him a little bit. He stuck, Herbert stumbled a little bit and no one fell to the ground or anything. And they called roughing the passer. And I was like, oh my Lord, that's insane. So go take a look at it on YouTube. Just look up Bradley Chubb roughing the passer. You'll see it's the first thing that pops up. It's, you're going to be like, what is going on? So yeah, my clown of the week is the officiating crew of last night or on Monday night primetime uh, football game. All right. So we will get into the week seven predictions at some point this week. But until then, um, if you want to check out any of our other videos, I suggest doing so. But this has been the BCR football cast here on a Tuesday night. You'll probably see this on Wednesday morning or afternoon. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, anywhere you can get your podcasts. And please like, subscribe, comment, share it with somebody you know. And we will see you next time.